Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Harriet is in Italy, where she's become entirely nocturnal in an attempt to stop herself turning into a frazzle. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by Metaphors for the mixing of. Krusty got slightly tangled up in a metaphor about Helen not playing Rob's game anymore and taking the board out from under her and Rob should go straight to jail without passing go and Helen didn't have to be the ironing board anymore but could be the top hat or something. And Pat said they were all sitting on a house of cards. We began the week uh, with both Helen and Krusty struggling to cut out the number one for the twins' first birthday party. They kept being interrupted by Miles ringing Helen. She didn't seem to feel it necessary to block his number, though. Krusty suggested buying the twins a massive giant cuddly toy each, which will ensure Tom and Natasha hate her forevermore, as either the baby will love it and it would have to be carted about with them everywhere or risk a screaming tantrum in Waitrose if the trolley was not three-quarters occupied by an enormous purple frog or similar, or the baby would hate it, in which case it would have to go to the Oxfam shop where Krusty would see it and be miffed. The twins are one year old. They do not know what they would like, apart from probably not a huge party and being stared at and poked. But on their behalf, Tom would like an ISA, please, and Natasha was hoping for an ear-piercing voucher from Claire's Accessories. I bet you anything Natasha's organised one of those flowery arch things that everyone has to pose in front of for Instagram, and the poor twins will be wearing little tiny headbands that will scratch and make them cry. God, I hate babies' birthday parties. If you want to celebrate, give the babies a bath, put them to bed at their normal time, hire a babysitter, and go out with your friends. <laughs> the newlyweds are home. Jazza was covered in woad, and they'd had a lovely week on a fire escape. You'd think someone would have chipped in to get them a bed. Brad and Mia have given the house such a forensic clean post-nookie, it looks like an operating theatre and gave Tracy a nice surprise, which will only last until she gets into bed and finds a used condom in the pillowcase Mm. and all hell will break loose. It's all getting very, very nasty for Georgie. Emma put Georgie's sacking down to politics at Barrow with a small P, rather than Georgie being a prick with a small P. Emma roamed the village foam-flecked, looking for anyone she could blame for Georgie's appalling behaviour and decided that Hannah would do. She went full throttle post-closing time, one stiletto in her hand, spitty shouting outside the kebab shop. Krusty was getting all giddy about her dirty weekend in Prague with Eric the Viking and was sporting a new dress. It was backless, she said, strapless, frontless and sideless. There was then a bit of a bewildering exchange in which it appeared Krusty was suggesting a threesome with Helen and Eric, which they both seemed to find hilarious and the rest of us deeply alarming. 
Fallon made a cake for the twins, realised she should have made two, and Harrisman's only suggestion was that he could make it up to the twins by not going part-time at work, which they'll love, I'm sure. She then got hundreds and thousands in her ear, and they both roared with laughter so loudly it made me jump. Emma suggested that Fallon was so good at making cakes, she should go on Bake Off. Is she not like a professional cake baker? And anyway, I think you have to be a gay pharmacist with a beard to be on the Bake Off and have a spouse who looks after the house and the children for weekends and evenings while you dick about with creme pat. The fact that Fallon appeared to have just launched herself straight into baking as a career with no training or indeed former interest in it doesn't count as amateur if she's seemingly making her living doing it, although not for much longer at Bridge Farm, I don't think. They're basically playing hot potato with Fallon. The one who gets landed with her last is forced to tell her that she can only have a lease until a week on Tuesday. Pat said, we need to be firm with her and just tell her. And they all nodded in a radio way and then no one actually did it. Then Tom suggested that rather than giving Fallon an answer on which she could build her future, what she really wanted was a go on a bouncy castle. So we'll just have to wait until Fallon smooshes one of the twins' 15 cakes straight at one of the bridge farm marchers while screaming, now stick your bloody tea rooms. Now the twins would enjoy that. The end. <laughs> as, as would I. Yes, and me. I don't really know uh, what the Bridge Farm lot are playing at, to be honest. Well, what I think, else are they going to do with the tea rooms? I think they, they, they something that I've noticed before with them. They spend an inordinate amount of time talking about things that absolutely don't matter. You know, really, really titchy things. They, they, or minor things or frivolous things. They treat that as huge, you know, like the bloody sticking a bit of rhubarb in the herbaceous border and calling it a, you know, edible garden or whatever it is. Mm, edible forest. Yeah. 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 That was treated like it was going to Mind be. You. This, and the window, the sodding window. Yeah, yeah, the window. Months of, months of chattering about that. But then when it comes to actually serious money and, you know, people's futures and things, they kind of give it a cursory, oh, she's nagging us about that thing again. Oh, let's go off and look at the rhubarb. You know, nobody, nobody, it's just weird. They, I don't, whether they're all cowards and they don't like saying no to people or what, but in effect, they said yes and then they said no. So, well, which is really crap. Mm, they didn't really say yes. Tony was, Tony was, having a good day clearly at the time and sort of went oh yes it all sounds very reasonable mm. in his Frank Spencer style and um, and then and then it turned out that, that it wasn't all well I think it is all very reasonable to be honest with you um, like I said you know what the hell else are they going to do with yeah. the tea rooms um, so and eight years eight years I mean I, I've never done a commercial um, a lease or, or or anything, but eight years doesn't seem like that long. I mean, well, you know, and you could have a break clause as well in these things, and I don't. Well, absolutely, you could. Have, you could even have a um, a sort of a rolling contract, you know. Yeah, and I mean, even if they say to her, "Okay, we're a bit wary about," I mean, I don't know why they are, but we're a bit wary about um, about eight years. But you know, yeah. could you do five, or is it that they actually want to put the rent up and they can't? They don't tell her. Well, I don't. I don't get the feeling that they'd even thought about it until no. she raised the topic. <laughs> I don't know why that. So now she's asked. Me. Now she's asked to to keep her rent down for the mm. next eight years. They're, they've all suddenly realised that it's time to put the rent up. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think last week you were talking about that, that she would just go and set up a tea room yeah. at, the, at the EV charging station. Yeah. 
and I think that's the most likely thing. Um, I don't understand why they've got a problem with it. No. Um, I would like to go on that edible forest because, as you know, uh, I can get hours of entertainment out of thinking things are rhubarb. <laughs> Um, as far as I'm concerned, anything that looks even remotely like rhubarb is rhubarb, and I will happily munch away on it. Well, your two things are rhubarb and cress. You think everything rhubarb is on a rhubarb and, yes, and cress. Rhubarb and cress, yeah. And sage. My, but, uh, but, well, sage. Well, no, that's the thing, though. I know, most as things As I are have sage. now learned um, in the last couple of years, having been chaperoned, I think is probably the word, around <laughs> many National Trust gardens, nearly everything is sage, actually, uh, of one sort or another. It's just uh, a basic, lot of salvia everywhere. Exactly. Yes. Uh, about 75% of all um, plant species are salvia. And if they're not, out. then they're rhubarb or cress. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and I will <laughs> munch quite happily on them as I walk around. Not rhubarb. You know rhubarb leaves are poisonous, though. So you keep saying, Lucy, but I, I've yet to see any proof of that. Well, okay, you try it next time. But you, I would if you kept stopping, if you didn't keep stopping me. <laughs> Um, uh, I so anyway, thought it was cracking this week. It was. I, I mean, we we talked about this briefly earlier today. Um, IRL, mm. uh, as the kids say, um, and I think it's been an absolutely fantastic. I think it's been a fantastic couple of weeks, actually. Yep. Uh, I yep. thoroughly, thoroughly uh, enjoyed it when I wasn't busy being shocked by it. Well, George just absolutely took my breath away but i thought it was brilliant i was sat so i i was making i didn't listen till yesterday evenings until this evening uh while i was making uh while i was making tea for the kids um and we got to that part just as i was sort of sitting down at the table uh and my so my son my daughter was still mucking about upstairs but my son was sat there um and i put my phone down uh, just as we got to that bit um and uh, and even my son who is a um a world weary and relatively unperturbable 16 going on 25 year old gave a low whistle <laughs> said <laughs> blimey um and uh, yeah blimey yeah. i mean have we ever heard anything like that on the answers before i don't not from a child talking to their parent no, no. and that you know the s word yeah yeah. Well, I my mean, mother was shocked about that. She well, messaged yeah. me and said, I never yeah. expected to hear no. that. No. I mean, that, my, my feeling is that the, the script writers are generally squeamish about any sort of... Mm. Rudy, Rudy. ...profanity, mm. you know. I just think he... W I think he acted that brilliantly. They all did. Yeah. And you could feel... You know when the, when the tension in the room sort of goes a bit elastic? Yeah. It kind of goes a bit bouncy. Yeah, and, and the whole, the whole, the, the whole escalation. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. You could, you could smell it coming. Yeah, and uh, and and you and when you get to my age, Lucy, I know you're a good bit younger, obviously, but when you get to my age, <laughs> you've um, you've had experience, you've had enough experience of these things that even if you can't always stop them, you kind of you you get to that situation, you think, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. This this is this is heading yeah heading bad ways and if and if this continues it's going to end up mm. in a proper bun fight. Yeah. And they did they pulled that off perfectly. Yeah. You could smell it coming. And it was <clears> the <throat> way that um, 
when they said, come on in, and he, he, you could imagine him coming through the door and just stopping dead in his tracks and going, oh, what are you yeah. not doing here? Yeah. He yeah. knew what was coming. Yeah. Oh, Christ, it's an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Will's <clears throat> sitting there with this sort of vague half smile on his face, trying to look unconcerned and Ed's looking worried and Emma's just, she's wound herself up into a fever pitch of, you know, desperate to believe that it's not him, but... Right, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, you know, we all like to believe the best of our kids. It, the, the thing is with Emma, it's guilt. It because is, of the whole father situation. Yes, yeah. She feels like, I think she feels like he had such a wobbly start in life. Um, Did he though? Well, as a mother, you'd feel that, yeah, I think. Because, I mean, I I don't know all the... One of them went to prison, right? No. Ed and Will. No. Really? No. Are they the only people in Ambridge who haven't been to prison, actually? <laughs> so yes. neither... But one of them had a, a drug addiction or something? Yeah, Ed okay. had, uh, was an alcoholic and um, had a smack habit. Crack but, habit. Uh, but, no, but never actually went to prison for it. Okay. No, right. no, I, no. I knew they were drugs. I thought, I thought he'd gone for, nope. done time for that. Um, and I still can never remember which is actually... I think Will is actually George's father? Yeah. Right, and Ed is the surrogate father. Stepfather. Or the, the stepfather, right. Surrogate. Surrogate. Didn't go that yes, far. He, he, oh, <laughs> oh, God. That really, Ring that the really, AI man. That really would have put the cat We've got an evening at the Grundy's. Oh. <laughs> um, I just love the way Georgie went through all of them. It, yeah. You know, picked well, them off one by one. Thought, bang, bang, bang. While they're all sitting there open mouthed. Yeah. And then yeah. he'd said to. to, to uh, Will, are you still moping about Nick? She wasn't all as good. Because there was an episode in which um, Nick slapped George when he was oh, little. Really? Because she oh, had her own Nick. two children. She'd gone from uh, being... She'd gone from having... She had. She met him on the bus, actually. And she had two children of her own. And then she met uh, Will and ended up having to look after Georgie as well. Yeah, yeah. And it just all got too much for her. Yeah. And uh, she walloped George. That's, okay, how old was he at this point? Little, like oh, four or five or something. Okay. You see, because when you said she, she slapped George and I said, oh, good for her. I was I, gonna, yes, I thinking yes. Thinking of him as 18 years old. Yes, no, no, no. God, there's nobody God in knows I'd like to there's, him, there's nobody you know. listening that wouldn't want to give George yeah, a good right, clip around the yes. ear now, but no. But five-year-old George yeah. isn't so much. Yeah, yeah. and okay. it was just, she was just at the end of her tether, you know, she'd suddenly acquired another yeah. little child to try and... But if I'm honest, and, and, and I say this in the full knowledge that I, uh, I have only really been around for the last couple of years of George's life, um, I don't really understand where it's all come from. Um, it's yeah, you know, he's the the there have been what's some... come from Emma's guilt <clears throat> or or George no, being his, George, George being a the little prick that he is. Well, Eddie's brother Alf spent a lot of time in prison uh, and is a bad lot in capital mm. letters. Mm. So you know they would say, "Oh, he's inherit. He's got. He's inherited it from." Well, I think George is definitely heading for prison. Some somehow. Mm. Yeah, I'd be very, very surprised at this point if he doesn't yeah. end up doing probably something. in Romania. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, quite. Yeah, well, right. With a pizza. But delivery. that's that's the other that's the other thing I don't really get is where this. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear that he does have a problem with women. It's Emma. Um, but, but why? Well. Because 
he feels like, you know, everyone else at school had, you know, respectable mums, uh, in inverted commas, I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing Georgie here, um, respectable mums who were normal, and his mum was the subject of, you know, fevered speculation about the father of her child, and, um, you know, her mother went to prison, and, you know, it's... Yeah. Emma has had a very dramatic life and she also carries a certain amount of drama with her she doesn't respond to things in a measured way she does like when they thought they weren't i can't remember if you were listening then when they thought they weren't going to get they thought they weren't going to get the new house that they wanted no that's before my time emma went round the village knocking on doors saying can anyone give us some money to get this house and Mm. She was deranged when she did it. She knows she is now, but yeah, you know, and yeah, she, she yeah. says she is. But she's it's like when Susan loses her shit, she really loses it, and, and Emma's the same. And I well, think George is embarrassed by her. Emma has. Is it, I don't know if it's just me, but Emma has is sounding more and more like Susan with every day that goes by. Am I talking myself into a corner here? <laughs> <clears throat> how could okay? No, all right. No, hang on. <laughs> I'm getting confused, aren't I? <laughs> Susan and Emma are... Mother and daughter, you're right. Mother and daughter, okay. Yes. Good. Right. I, just, I just thought I'd just leave you hanging and see if I can make you doubt, doubt yourself. Super. Yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, but, they, um, but I never really... Yeah, okay. So I'd never really thought about it. But no, I, you, can't, you can't ignore yeah. it now. You can't avoid it. Now. It's like Fallon and Jolene. When they're in scenes together, they start to talk like each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Susan, even when they're not in scenes together, though, it's getting to the point now. Perhaps she's just getting a bit older. Yeah, yeah. But that might be all it is. Um, What did you think of the Fallon and harassment where they both roared with laughter? (laughs) It was slightly Uh, odd, that. The whole whole thing was just very peculiar. And also... And dangerously close to kissing noises as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I just think... Talk about jumping the gun, honestly. He's going to go and speak to his boss about going part-time. When <clears throat> yeah, no, nothing's been... Just, it's just madness. Nothing's been accepted no, yet. No. no, she, on the basis of uh, of a conversation that hasn't yet taken place, yeah. said, uh, hey, how about... <laughs> yeah. You know, the first thing that popped into her head was, hey, how about you go part-time now? And his immediate response was, fantastic, I'll talk to my boss about that tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, I know, madness. But it's just, that's ridiculous. Um, but I did, I do, I mean, Harry always says <clears throat> that she believes in them as a couple. She believes that they sound like they're kind of, they're genuinely intimate and they genuinely, you yeah. know, <laughs> are informal. And, uh, and yeah, and I think she's right. And I think that sort of showed in that, Seen, but it—they—it's. It, uh, it, I know harassment is is being a vicar, isn't he? And he well, was I mean, very he, good he tonight. Quite, quite, ex- was, quite explicitly. Yes, yes. And evening, when he was yeah. vicaring, uh, when he was vicaring Tony this evening, that was yeah. very useful yeah. and good vicaring. But you know, when he tries to do it to Fallon, I think she must think, "Oh, sh- stop telling me to look on the bloody bright side. Just help me make yeah. some butter icing or sod off. Stop trying yes. to be all coy. Go and nick some villains. Yeah. yeah, stop trying to lick butter icing off me elbow and go and yeah. do something. No, 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 that was bad. That bit, mm. I didn't enjoy that bit at all. No, no. 
had to turn that bit down. Why don't you like it? I mean, I, I don't, don't know. either, but why don't you? No, I don't know. It's just, it's not. Is it because you know that really they're kissing <clears throat> the back of their hands or whatever? No, I don't think it's that. It's just like they're all my brother and sister, you know. Oh, really? Well, I, I don't know if that's the only explanation I can come up with for me finding it quite so nauseating. <laughs> Is it nauseating or embarrassing? No, no, it makes me feel quite unwell. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it does, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think, no, do you know what it is? I, know, I do know what it is, actually. It's because in real life, you wouldn't generally hear other people, people being intimate like that. No. And it is, it, yeah, okay, so probably, perhaps it is more awkward than, um, than nauseating. But I don't like it. I don't want to hear other people being intimate. But I don't really want to hear myself being intimate. <laughs> <clears throat> but I certainly don't want to hear anybody else going, <laughs> and, you know, g- g- elbow kissing. Right. Okay. Um, uh, what, um, what, th- that birthday party, it made me furious. Did it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why? It makes me wild when people... Say they're doing things for the children, and in reality, it's just a massive showing off exercise for themselves. Uh, I think I sort of like Natasha sometimes. I like the way she cuts through the crap at Bridge Farm. And I think if she knew that they oh no, she does know, doesn't she? Because she, because they said, DeFallon said she'd left a dozen messages for Natasha, and Natasha hadn't answered as well. But I do think that. She is Natasha represents everything that drives me absolutely mad about consumerism and superficiality and and performative parenting, yeah, and social yeah. media and doing yeah. everything yeah. for what it looks like. I can't yeah. bear it, and yeah. um, I think that party was absolutely that's w- well, what it was. But then I felt mean because Tom said, you know, about you know, they're only it's their first birthday and lovely daughters yeah. and da, 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 da. My friend had a, um, a fifth birthday party for her daughter and said to the parents, do come for a drink when you come to, when you, when you come to pick them up, pop in for a drink. Yeah. And she didn't put an end time on the invitations. <laughs> and people were still there Rookie at quarter mistake. past 11 in, with Rookie their children. Yeah. The parents were reeling. The, per- the whole <coughs> house was full. Her husband was going, get these pe- well, how do we get these people out? I, at that point, I would literally just have said, right, everybody, mm. you need to go home. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're done now. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, you know, 50-year-old me would definitely have said that. Yeah. I don't, I'd like to think 35-year-old me would I'd have said that at half past six. Possibly, <laughs> possibly not. Stuck in the dishwasher loudly. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> right, should we do some um, emails? Yes, let's. Okay. This one is from Molly, who lives in not very exotic Northamptonshire. She says. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know something about not very exotic. We do. Yeah. Ex- exotic. exotic. Sorry, I'm, I'm two thirds of the way down my um, Tinto de Verano here and uh, starting to feel the effects. So ah, splendid. If I, uh, if I slur slightly. Okay. That's, that's what um, it is. She's found the Archer's IMDb page. And right. I had never thought about that. Do she they do... said... They don't do radio. Do I they? found this by chance and was quite surprised. What with the archers not actually being a movie. Yeah. But don't get too excited. It looks like it mainly consists of the one-line episode synopses from the Radio Times and a total of 539 cast members are listed, which doesn't seem nearly enough. She also says she's still not actually listening to the archers, but she is listening to us. 
So we've got to be very careful to be very, very specific about what we say. Otherwise, we'll give her an entirely, you know, erroneous idea of what's actually happened. No, but we could have some fun with that, couldn't we? Yes, but apart from everyone else who was expecting Tony to be accepted as an astronaut? I know, and the whole trans thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm that's that's an interesting idea. Uh, well, first of all, IMDb does do television, but as to the best of my knowledge, not audio stuff. So that's it says, I'm just looking at it. It says, since the first episode, the cast has never been credited to enhance the realism for audiences. Even the cast okay. was originally told by its creator that it was not a drama, but real life overheard. This has been written by somebody who has never listened. Clearly. It? What the hell? Yeah. The cast enduring, has never been credited. Enduring serial following the lives of the Archer family, their friends and neighbours in the fictional farming village of Ambridge. And it says writer Godfrey Baisley. And that was in about 1950-something, I think. Uh, somebody's picked up a book from 1960, haven't they? Yes. Yes. Weird. Uh, anyway. Talking, yeah. talking of enduring serial, that's, mm. uh, that's obviously not all brand. No. Very good. Very Which good. Is, uh... <laughs> It is the opposite. Yep. Uh, so, but 500 and how many was it? I can't remember. I've deleted it now. 560-something, yes. I think. Yes. Uh, I think probably if you're talking about speaking characters, mm. that, that seems that seems fair enough. Yeah. I know. Imagine all the people that come across that by accident and have no idea what it is and just think, what the hell? It's like, they must think it's like Ben-Hur or something on the radio. <laughs> um. This is Except Alexander we're time. only allowed three of them a week. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I'd have loved to have heard Natasha in full. Instagram. It's really getting a bit silly. Yeah, it? it's getting very noticeable. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, Alexandra Townsend is very excited because she said. Uh, Sorry, she, thank you, thank you, Molly, for, for yes. the email. That was very yes. interesting. Uh, this is Alexandra Townsend has said uh, she is the a Suffolk to Seattle lady, and she said. She's very excited to hear about Mary in the Seattle-Tacoma area. She would like to meet up to discuss everything the Archers. I have never met an actual American fan. <laughs> um, and she also adds that Peterborough has been temporarily erased from my memory. Did they point that stick at you, like on um, Men in Black? Men in Black, yes. The memorizer or whatever it was called. I've been to Peterborough. Have you? I went to the dogs in Peterborough. I literally went to the dogs, you know. Uh, not metaphorically, um, and I had quite a good time actually. Uh-oh. I quite enjoyed going to the dogs. Yes, no, I like that. Uh, I, the, but dog tracks seem to be. Were you saying the other day, Walthamstow dog tracks not there anymore? Yeah, that's flats now. I shouldn't be at all surprised to find out that Peterborough dog tracks not there either. Mm. I think the dogs are. Becoming we can ask our Peterborough correspondent who pretends that he lives in um, uh, Stansted, um, Stansted, Stamford. Oh, is he actually in Peterborough? Yeah. Oh. It's like all the people I used to know who lived in um, who lived in Felton, uh, but but furiously insisted that they lived in Hanworth. Right. Because yeah, you know Felton. Right. Yes. Uh, right. This is from uh, Joanne from Massachusetts, who says, "Just listen to Sunday's episode where Helen said she definitely, absolutely have nothing more to do with Rob. I give her until Wednesday at the latest to have made arrangements to bring Jack to meet Rob in person somewhere. I don't think that's not going to happen now. Well, anyway. it's, it's certainly tonight's, tonight's yeah. episode suggests that it's not. It was um, so. I I have obviously I'm I'm a, I'm a man. Um, 
and um, as such, um, not perhaps the best qualified to offer opinions on this kind of stuff. But I have uh, seen uh, a few real humdinger uh, coercive controlling relationships uh, mm. down the years. Mm. And I uh, I have a c- couple of thoughts about what happened last week and this week. Uh, first of all, that large by and large, it was done really, really, really well. And I thought the acting was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I um, and I thought uh, Helen was just yeah sensational yeah um, and that the whole thing with I haven't come across Miles before I don't think no so he suddenly turned up and everybody seemed to know who he was and I'm thinking mm, sorry have we, been in... intru- have we been introduced <laughs> he was um, in it a few weeks ago. Oh, well, I must have missed that one then. Mm. Or perhaps it was more than one. <laughs> I do occasionally miss an episode, if I'm honest. If I'm not, if I'm not uh, recording. Um, so uh, it was all beautifully done, by and large. But I thought, particularly as the, um, what was it, registrar or the senior... Blah, 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 yeah, consultant, whatever it is. Consultant, yeah. right, the, the medical. I can never remember the medical hierarchy. Uh, particularly she was a woman, um, I thought was, I don't know, she seemed, she was very, very pushy. And of course, she had to be pushy to move the story along. Mm. But it just, I didn't, uh, I just. Yeah. And and, and I know that this is how coercive control works. And and once, once you've sort of, once you're under the thumb, so to speak, you know, it's incredibly difficult to to break out of that, even if it's not with the original sort of controller. But I ju- there were t- a couple of times when I just thought, for fuck's sake, Helen, yeah, say something, yeah, and know? yeah. I, I, also, I think um, it, <clears throat> it's becoming it's being raised as much more of an issue now, and. I think they'd be trained in how to recognise exactly. The that, actually, that was more my problem. It's like was, a safeguarding the, the, thing, you right. know. Do you do Helen was, was want to, you know? Exactly. Helen was quite clearly saying, "Look, yeah, uh, this man is not my yeah. problem anymore." Yeah. And the doctor was just ploughing on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had the same thing, uh, rather more believably, uh, with Miles. Um, I, Miles, I thought that really was a fantastic. I mean, it was a horrible conversation. When he said, w- but, w- wouldn't you do it for Rob? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? And I just thought, Fuck off. That's, the re- that's exactly the reason why she wouldn't do it, you <laughs> tit. But it was sort of, he didn't seem to grasp that. And then he said, oh, uh, no, I know you've had your challenges. Mm-hmm. And I thought, challenges? Yeah, he yeah. raped her, yeah. you know, and he, he no, tortured was, it her. Was, it, was really, uh, it was really nicely done. And also, there was a, there, were, uh, there was a, a very noticeable point I think where Helen was actually just about to get up and walk away yeah and he changed gear yeah yeah and, and yeah. no it obviously runs in the family started to yeah. yeah started to threaten her basically yeah yeah you know. um and the whole thing was was awful and but also brilliant I thought yeah but why doesn't she just block his number well yeah I mean I you know I think that that it's I think she has actually, she's done the hard work. She has um, reconciled all of this with herself. She's reconciled it inside her own head. 
Mm. She's this close mm. to just saying, right, that's it. I'm mm. done. I mm. don't want anything else to do with any of this anymore. Yeah. Um, but she just, she keeps getting, she keeps getting hijacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, this is a soap opera, isn't it? You know, it's probably not going to end with her just going, right, that's it. I've had enough. Bye. Yeah. And blocking all the numbers. <laughs> but think- I wish it would. Because <clears throat> I think she's really close. Mm. How do you think, do you think she is going to let him see? Um, uh, do you think she is going to let uh, here, Rob yeah, Jack. Um, I'm going to say no, even though mm. I, I probably think yes. Mm. I'm going to say no because she really shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, actually, they were just discussing that this evening and saying, you know, what the hell, what's it going to mean to the kids? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think she's she's dead right. Yeah. And and um, who was it was. I can't remember now. Basically, saying she was, Helen was having to say, um, "Oh damn, what was the conversation? Something, something about you know, how am I going to explain it to them when they're older?" That, uh, and I thought, you know, just, just, yeah, I, I think you can be completely honest about it. That was Kirsty, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, it was, it was Helen and Kirsty. Was that this evening, even? Yes. Yeah, um, and saying, I think it's entirely fine to be honest about yeah. that. Yeah. And just yeah. say, I'm sorry, your father was an abuser. Yeah. Um, and I cut him out of all our lives yeah. for the better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why why sugarcoat that? Okay, you might yeah. want to leave it until they're old enough to hear it. Yeah. But um I think it's entirely okay to be honest about these things. Why you know the chances are they're gonna find out anyway. Yeah. So they might as well get it from you. Yeah. Or from Helen. Yes. Um Joanne also said Regarding Harriet's comment about the difference between the British and ling- English pronunciation of the word kilometre or mm. kilometre, mm. I think you'll find that in the States we actually pronounce that miles. <laughs> Our neighbours to the north adopted the metric system decades ago, but down here we cling to the imperial measurement system with a tenacity wow. that's rather puzzling for a country who will soon be celebrating mm. the 350th anniversary and booting out the British government. They do, and also they don't. Oh. Because... An American pint yes. is not a pint at all. Oh, what yeah. is it? Um, so you would expect, oh, no, no, you've asked me, bloody hell. An American pint is, so a British pint or an imperial, proper imperial pint is 568 milliliters. Right. Uh, and an American pint uh, is a number of fluid ounces. Um <laughs> It's, it's less than half a litre. It's okay. 470 oh. or 480, oh. something like that. Lightweights. Millilitres. Huh. Well, exactly. I think yes. it's probably just because they're, yeah. they're um, a load of shandy drinking yeah. lightweights, as you say. Um, although, actually, having said that, they do some fantastic, like, grapefruit shandies and things in America. Mm. Mm, they're mm. really, when it gets really hot, they're lovely. Very refreshing. Well, uh, so, so they're not even doing Imperial properly. Okay. Uh, would you answer, uh, a bit you'll like, she's, she's now talking about food. She said, I suggest Ooh. you plan your bagels and locks tour of New York for the autumn. Then you can detour up to Cape Cod and see the cranberry harvest in person. And Harriet can do another installment they grow of her water, don't they? food grown in water subsegment. Yes, Although exactly. There we yeah. go. 
Although to be accurate, cranberries are grown in dry soil and then the bog is flooded in the fall in order to harvest them. And of course you can try our fabulous seafood in New England because you'll need an entree to go with your cranberry sauce. I highly recommend steamed lobster and fried clams, Mm. whole belly clams, not clam Mm. strips. It's loads of fun to take the lobster apart as you eat it, and any food that's meant to be dipped in melted butter is a win in my books. Yeah, no, that's that's. I'm I'm not a massive fan of lobster. Actually, I'd rather have crab, but um, anything dipped in butter is all right yeah. with me. Yeah, I find lobster quite frightening when when bits ping off it. When you have all those, it they they bring you this array of tools that looks like you're about to give it a smear test, and then you clip it and things, and all these bits go ping all around. You know. You yes. can't talk to anybody or relax when there's bits of no. pink shell. No, but having said that, most place. most places, particularly if you're having lobster tails, will just you know will just bring you the tail, even if it's still in the shell, it's basically being removed. Well, she says the 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 fu- the fun is is taking it to bits. I don't. Oh think no, it is. no, no, no! I disagree. No. no. Um, this is Richard Keeling who says. Hello, Richard. I got a text message from my sister at the weekend, which would have set the Pip fan club members' hearts aflutter. The Pip fan club, there being two members, one of whom is James yes. Everett, the other one is Stella. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't aware of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Judean people's mm. front. Um, he said, the message read, I'm at a party with Pip from the Archers. My sister, who has never listened to the Archers, was then bombarded with a stream of texts from me, which were, what the actual fuck? Where are you? Ask her if she's going to get together with Stella. Uh-huh. My sister picked up these messages once she left the party and oh, wouldn't go back to God ask them. Sake. So, alas, we will just have to wait and see what happens with Paella. No, Richard. we won't. We'll, we'll need to redo the party, please. Yes. Yes, exactly. Did she get on well with her? Yes. Yes. What, what was she, was she like? like? Yes. Oh, yes. for goodness sake. I know. I think that's, frankly... That's, all, that's the worst letter we've ever had. <laughs> that's cowardly, Richard. <laughs> Go back and do it properly, and then email us again. Come on, Rachel. We need deets. Yes. Definitely. Um, Richard, not Rachel. Uh, did I say Rachel? You did, yes. No, I've now finished my drink. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, Sorry, Richard. Katie Ford, we were talking about white elephants uh, last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And bric-a-brac. Yeah. And, yes, and yeah. so seemingly nobody, our etymological experts... Um, I don't know what insects have got to do with this. No, it's... Um, uh, have, uh, have not come up with any of the origins of the word uh, bric-a-brac, white elephant, or uh, whatever the other thing was. Oh, really? Uh, what was it? How disappointing. Bric-a-brac and... Tombola? No. No. no I can't remember. Bric-a-brac, white elephant. Can't remember what they were. You see, I, did, I was listening to this last week and thinking, well, isn't it just called jumble these days? Mm, no, because jumble is... Jumble is clothes. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Katie Ford said, as I remember... Is that Ford with one or two F? Two Fs and an E. And an E, yes. Mm. That's a cracking name, that. White elephants used to be given as presents. They were a real nuisance, as they were sacred, couldn't be used for anything, but had to be cherished and looked after. Hence, something you really don't want. <laughs> yes, okay. So, I'll yeah, makes sense. I'll buy that, absolutely. Um, yep. She said, I used to know Stephen Bowden. He does know everything. Amazing general knowledge, but he might not want to be outed by me. Too late, he's been outed yes. by me, Katie. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, she said... You should do better than to tell us anything in confidence. Good Lord, have you not learned by now? <laughs> I've been listening to The Archers since before I was properly conscious, she says. But remember, Aunt Laura, Arkwright Hall, George Barford, married to Christine, but sometimes I only listen to your podcast these days. Thank you, Katie. 
Um, I think it is the most important part of the artist. We better stop talking about this because Kerry's going to get in touch with us and go, look, could you pack it in because we're losing listeners and you're gaining them. That can't be right. Um, This is from Janine. She said, Miles, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Helen, I guess you wish you left it to the solicitors now. Instead of this, I don't want to see Rob. I'm going to meet Rob. I'm not going to see Rob. I'm going to see Rob and Miles. However, I think the courts may think Jack should have the opportunity to meet his father, supervised, considering the circumstances. But they didn't, Janine. Hoorah. Well, mm, have we got completely to... No, we've just had... The the courts have said it doesn't change. No, it's just Dominic, the solicitor, just thinking, how the bloody hell am I going to stop this woman ringing me every three minutes? So he's just said, no, no, it's probably fine. I'm not sure it's done and dusted yet. Uh, she says, Tony seems to be running Bridge Farm single-handed, but obviously didn't relish taking on Georgie's. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sponsored by Greg's. <laughs> um, can I just say? Yes. I don't think the sausage roll was him. I think it was, because he'd still be talking about it now. Well, I think he's got such a victim complex that he doesn't even bother. Really? Yeah. Mm. I have no idea where the sausage roll came from, but I have a funny feeling. Oh. Because it hasn't really been explored. Yeah, I just got a funny feeling it wasn't him. It a funny feeling, been did him. you just say? I, I've got a funny feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I've got, a, I've got a tingle. <laughs> uh, I, that it wasn't uh, that it wasn't his sausage roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My tingle tells me tells me that it was a foreign sausage. I see. Yes. Well, yes, we've often had tingles from foreign sausage. All of us, I'm sure. Um, this is from Auntie Jean. Hang on, hang on. There's what? one more thing I want to talk about. That. Yes. Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe it's coming up in an email. Tony. Shall we see? Okay. Is um, that coming up? What do you mean? Tony's Tony's reaction to finding out about Rob. Okay. Yeah, ah, this is what Auntie Jean said. All right. I think while Tony's attitude to Rob dying is understandable, oh, I think the editors have made a huge mistake with the storyline. Dying from glioblastoma isn't easy or painless. It's an indescribably nasty way to die. Mm. I know Tony's speech on Tuesday's episode upset a lot of people who've watched loved ones die from it. Much as we all hate Rob, killing him off in this way is silly and not very well thought through. Why do they need to end the Rob storyline? Just leaving in America would have done. Although arguably having it hanging over Helen might be cruel. It might have given them options in 20 years' time. 
Rob's return when Jack was 25. Interesting. Killing him is too easy. And did I mention Tom is a prat? I'm starting on Emma. That's evergreen, really, isn't it? Yeah. Why can't she see how misogynistic George is? She can. He'll soon be forcing himself on girls all over Borsetshire, and no doubt Emma will still be defending him. She's in for an enormous George-shaped shock. And, I think she, she got it tonight. Yeah. In fact. No, yeah. Certainly the first George yeah. yeah. And the weekly monthly character count limit is sp- imposed is really starting to show now. It's affecting how the Archers works and not in a good way. Damn the yeah. BBC. Yeah, Cost right. cut Gary Lineker's salary or stop paying ridiculous amounts of money to cover Wimbledon. We want our characters back. Auntie Jean. I don't disagree with any of that. Nope. Uh, except... So I think, I mean, she's she's clearly, um, I have no experience of, um, I was going to say I have no experience of brain cancer, but actually my godmother um, uh, had brain cancer as I was born. Oh, right. Um, and she was, and I sort of had a, uh, um, a standing godmother because my actual godmother was in hospital being given the last rites, actually, as I wow. was being, uh, as I was being um, christened. Christened, that oh time. gosh. Uh, she's fine. Uh, she's now um, 71 and, and never been better. Oh. Uh, she uh, she lives in Wales and makes cakes. Um, and she's got a little tap behind her ear to um, to uh, she occasionally has to go and have the um, the pressure released oh. sort of fluid the fluid drain. I think it's quite common. One of these. It's not a tap tap, you know, but it's a yeah. It's an accessible yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I, I have very little experience of brain cancer. Thank God. Uh, I am quite convinced, though, that it's an awful, awful, awful way to go. Mm. But I can also understand that that Tony wouldn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And that he thinks that Rob is getting off lightly. Yeah. Um, well, it was when he said he'll die with nurses holding his hands. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. Drifting away on a on a on a sea of morphine sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't. Uh, I, 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 we, a few weeks ago, we talked about this with my uh, with a, a former girlfriend of mine and, and what her father had said yeah. to me about. And I think it is incredibly difficult um, for uh, I was going to say fathers, but just parents generally, you know, mm. to to watch their children in these situations. Yeah, yeah, uh, and really not be able to do about it because you know they're adults what, what the hell are you going to do yeah you know you can you can counsel them you can um advise them but but you know i thought harrison that, was you, dead you right though i mean you well exactly that, that's what i was getting to you, was you, you know yeah it's it's the it's the it's the end result that you're interested in really isn't it, it to be to allow yourself to be consumed by yeah yeah anything negative whether it's jealousy or hatred or envy yeah. or whatever is ultimately you're attacking your yourself exactly yeah. and you're making two enemies yeah you know. i was watching um stephen thing this evening the guy who does the one of the um late late shows in america stephen colbert yeah uh, and he's had significant tragedy in his life um think he lost a child or even children I'm not sure um, and he was very very interesting talking about it and saying that he has he has come to look at it all as a gift 
Really? And it's the yeah, it's a, and it's a it's a slightly wonky way of looking at it, but I could see where he was coming from. Crikey! And I could also see how um, it's really the only you know you either let something yeah. like that eat you up, yeah, yeah, or you find a way to make your peace with it. Uh. And uh, and he has, and mm. uh, it was clearly still extremely upsetting for him. Yeah. But it's not, you know, he doesn't. He's not. He's not in despair. And I, that's, I think that's exactly what, what you're saying and what Harrison was saying as well. Mm. You know, Tony, you've got to, you can't, yeah. you know, what does it benefit you or yeah. Helen or yeah. Jack or yeah. anybody? Yeah. Well, it takes you out of time, doesn't it? It takes you yeah. out of where you are and exactly. being in the moment because you're somewhere exactly. else thinking about someone Just, else you know, who doesn't it deserve go. it. He's gone. He you won't, you won't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. Uh, you know, enjoy it. Well, no, no, not necessarily enjoy it, but just you know, make the most of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Patricia Johnson, what she was hoping would happen was Hello. that Helen would say to Lee, "Pack your bags, Lee. Let's take Jack and Henry to California for the next six months. You can spend loads of time with your daughters. I'll just pop round to Grandma Peggy and ask for a loan to cover most of the expense. We'll volunteer to work on a farm out there and return for board and lodging." And that should keep those sodding titchners out of our hair. And I, I was thinking, yeah, just go, just go, come back when it's when he's gone. Um, and what's then, going, what's, what's going to happen about the cheese? Well, to Clary and Susan. <laughs> no one seems to buy it. Just listen to yourself, Lucy. Clary and Susan. <laughs> no one seems to buy the cheese, really. You know, um, there seems to be very little of it actually, sort of going on. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not sure. I really believe in the cheese. I think it's more about the window and them in hairnets chatting away, and people you pointing at the funny ladies. I don't, don't. I don't even think. You don't believe. No, I think it's like. I'm whoa. going to print up. I'm next time I come to your house. I'm going to print up posters <laughs> that believe say in "Believe the in the cheese" and ah. put them up around your house. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Uh, it's like a unicorn cheese or something. It doesn't exist. Um, and she laughed as well when Tom said, I won't make it any worse, Mum. <laughs> yes, good Lord. That would be first, wouldn't it? Uh, now. How has, how, have, how has nobody... How has nobody started... How is nobody making money out of Balls of Year Blue? I know. Well, yeah. Well... Well, is it? There being... are five million archers listeners out there just gagging to buy. They're not allowed half a pound of Borsig Blue. Why not? Not you allowed. think they've trademarked it? Of course they haven't. No, they, no, you're not allowed because you're not allowed to make money out of. No, but somebody could. We could. Let's BBC. Make cheese. No. Let's you and I make cheese. Oh Luce. God, no, hmm. no. Um, That's nice. <laughs> Blimey, I won't. I won't bother in future. <laughs> Uh, this with, my is... over, with my overtures. <laughs> Your cheesy overtures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is um, from Helen Sherwood, who says... Hello, Helen. Uh, she, seems, she was talking about Helen's eventual standing up to Rob's brother. Seems like bullying runs in the family. I was so yeah. pleased that Helen stood her ground after weeks of willing her to stop letting it all happen again. Sadly, though, I think she ought to consider letting Jack see his dad after a very careful conversation. Henry really? knows all about it and will support him. Ooh. 
As for George, it was a scarily realistic portrayal of a very angry, angry young man and sadly all too common. I'm just surprised they've not mentioned his strange behaviour towards Fallon. That's bound to come out soon enough. I suspect Pat and Helen may have issues and both mm. grannies may witness something through the observation God. window. Mm. It's just all too depressing. Yeah. Can't even... Prediction, she says, Fallon moves her tea room to the charging station after creating yeah. such a toxic situation where she is now in the Bridge Farm lot. Talk about in her own head. She's not created the toxic situation. Mm. She's panicking because... She she wants to get on with well I think I'm sympathising because I want to get on with a lot of stuff at the minute and I can't because of yes. people not returning my calls and you know yes I uh, je suis Fallon at the moment but she is <sighs> no I I see uh, I see what Helen is saying there um, she had she just said to uh, to Tony and um, and Tom that we need to have a talk about the rent and the contract and so on and so forth and then left it there for a week or two none of this would be happening now mm, yeah i think it's you know it's 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 the nature of the beast and the you know the storyline um sort of demands that once it's once that can has been opened then you you know yeah you've got to eat the whole thing before it goes bad you know but yeah. uh uh, no, I agree. I think Fallon is is being unreasonable. Yes, if uh, not necessarily in her in her um, requests, then in her way of going about it. Oh, I think she's entirely reasonable, and I am Team Fallon. Um, right, I but see. I can't stick the Bridge Farm archers. So anybody that oh no, I mean there's me sticking up for that lot. But um, um do you remember? The, no, hang on. Let's play this. This is um, this is from David, uh, the man that makes gin in Wales. Oh yes, he said. Man and he's the one very who, keen to get to know. He's <laughs> he says uh, that um, he's the one who wanted the shop bell to ring differently depending on who was coming in. Yeah, he thought that would help, uh, or at least be amusing. Uh, he said, luckily, we haven't heard the shop bell for a few weeks, so I'm just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> Lillian, Lillian has popped up again as a diminutive WPC on Brookside, circa late 1983. The attached recording sounds like I'm invi being invited to spend an afternoon. Sorry. In... What? Who is watching 1983 Brookside? David, clearly. Is he? David, there has to be there has to be something better you could be doing with your <laughs> evenings. Than watching 1983 Brookside, surely. He says, I mean, drinking gin for starters. He says, the attached recording sounds like I'm being invited to spend an afternoon in Underwood Slack's from Separates Department, <laughs> an enticing prospect. But Literally. Lillian was, in fact, conducting a missing persons investigation. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, here it is. Have you got video with it? Can you see? Or no. Just the, okay. no. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to come with me and have a look at some clothes. Really? That doesn't so sound like clean. her at all. Yes, it's her. Yes. Yes. Um, she right. sounded lovely. She sounded very sweet. You're very going nice. To have to come and, look at some and not at all drunk. No. <laughs> um, this is from. Hang on, hang on. We've moved on from David very quickly there. That's because that's all he and said. He's, he's got gin. Let's not forget. Yes, I know. I know. I know. Is, is, um, can, could, could we. Uh, uh, can we try the gin? He's actually talk? mentioned that, <gasps> but we will talk about that 
another time. Will we? Yes. Where, so where in Wales is David's um, South, I think. distillery? South. Okay. We're mm. talking sort of Pembrokeshire or... Don't know, can't remember. Cardigan or... Can't remember. Can't is Cardigan in Pembrokeshire? I think no. not, possibly. Um, Isla Gow mm. says... Hello, Isla. It's my first time to That's email in. Mm. But I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I'm currently travelling in China for work and missing the UK very much, so I've been listening Ooh. to old Archer's omnibuses slash omnibuy to remind me of our green and pleasant lambs. Regarding Terry White's email last week about the use of random characters, I would rather hear from Anna Tregoran, Adam's sister Erin, the lady from the EV charging company, etc., than horrible George Grundy or Rob Titchenob any day of the week. I would personally be happy to sacrifice either of the aforementioned tossers to free up the character budget. <laughs> Um, and he, she said that she heard the episode from Halloween 2014 where Jenny hosted the seance that f- featured in the, oh, yeah, what, the right. yeah, what the hell is happening here. And she said, I also heard the episode in which Otto the bull attacked Tony. Do you remember that? No, that was before your time, I think. Nope. I remember. Uh, he, Otto, uh, Tony had this prize bull and it got loose and went for Tony um, and really injured him. Uh, and he atta- it attacked Tony in front of Johnny and three-year-old Henry. I'd forgotten Henry witnessed this in addition to his mother stabbing his stepdad. What a wild couple of years that boy has had. Have yeah, you Henry think George has got problems. Yeah. Have yes. Helen and Henry ever had therapy? If not, they definitely <clears throat> need some. He's, he's got his, he must have got his voice for a reason. That's exactly, I mean, we've, all, we've said right from, for, right from when that all happened with, uh, with Rob. My God, that child! If any, if any child anywhere needed therapy, that's him. Um, and there doesn't seem to Helen just seems to want to sort of. I can understand the wanting to shield them and everything, yeah. um, but uh, you know, there's got to be. She can't just sort of nice it away. It's it's still there. It's still going to be there, and it's still going to come back. Um, well, yeah. I mean, as as you know, I've been reading about. Um, on your recommendation, in fact. Trauma. Uh, reading about trauma, right. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I just got the book delivered today, but I've, I've been watching videos the last... Um, uh, this is uh, Muneer uh, Thunderkolk, I think his name is. Yeah, um, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. The Body Keeps the Score, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, a Dutchman from The Hague, funnily enough, where I am now, um, who has sort of uh, made his way in America uh, and is... Um, I think it's it's fair to say one of the leading lights in terms yeah. of um, uh, understanding therapy. and treating trauma. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, he he says that uh, I was listening to him talk the other day, and he was saying that even things that that we might not necessarily recognise as trauma mm. can be recognised by the lizard brain, yeah, you know, as trauma and be stored away as such. And I would say, I would say, you know, poor old Henry. I think As, seeing uh, your father gored, your grandfather gored yeah, by a right. bull, closely yeah, followed yeah. by your mother stabbing you your know. stepfather, yeah. He's not even imagining it. He's got the no. real thing, definitely. And, and also he, Rob and was... They will need to do something about it. Rob was horrible to Henry and ruled <clears> him <throat> by frightening him. So there was of a lot of shouting was. and a lot of kind of threats and things yeah. like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. However, to go back to the beginning... beginning oh, man, that really was a good drink. Um, to go back to the beginning of that... Uh, email uh, there is one upside to the character limits and that is that we are less and less likely to be in the slightly awkward situation of the BBC giving a voice to Fabrice of Felpersham <laughs> oh yes 
hadn't thought of that. <laughs> because that really would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piss on, piss yeah. on our chips. Yeah, it? it would. It would. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, however, Robin Winning from Green Brain, California, uh, has from ad- Green Bray. Green Bray, okay. B R A E um, has said uh, uh, in response to your Georgie thing. Raise your hand if you were raised in a deeply dysfunctional family and did not come out of it a misogynist toe rag. Raise his hand. I appreciate <laughs> the archers trying to provide some context yeah. and backstory for George, but none of it is an excuse for his horribleness, and I hope they don't go in that direction. It's not an excuse, but it no, could be exactly. a reason. Exactly, yeah. It's not or, uh, yeah, contributing you, you, that's, that's the other thing that I've been learning, is that um, you never quite know um, how these things are going to... Come mm. back out again. How they're going to manifest? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's not quite that simple. But I, uh, yeah, you know, there is no excuse for Georgie being git. Yeah, a little twat and doing what he's doing at the moment. There's no, there, there isn't any. And also, yeah, it's just so horrible to his mum. Anyway, yes. um, do you remember the what the hell is happening here last week? Uh, yes. When Clary told. <laughs> Clary told Brian and Bran and Jennifer. Yes, that, so she was uh, just yeah. completely made up. Yes, I think. I mean, I didn't. I had no idea what was happening here, but well, the whole thing had... appeared to be an April Fools or whatever. Three people got it right. Get away, Steve. Stephen Bowden. Sorry, I just moved away from my minute. Stephen Bowden got it right, well, and Emma Sterley got it right. Well done. And Alice Goddard said. I know this, she said, Susan wins £4,500 on the lottery. Uh-huh. She keeps it a secret, but it gets out and everyone thinks she's won £4 million. Apparently <laughs> it was Joe Grundy told everybody she'd won £4 million. Okay. She and Neil go to St Lucia on holiday while everyone speculates about how they'll spend their millions. Which is why, and then Cl- Clary, the next scene from that is Clary getting the giggles and saying to Brian and Jennifer, I made it all up, it's well, fine, they only won four and a half grand. And then tellingly, Brian goes, oh, oh, uh, Clary, you're so naughty or something. And Jenny goes, oh, four and a half thousand. Oh, fantastic. I mean, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> and Clary said, oh, it is for some of us. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a very interesting little glimpse into Jennifer's unpleasant mindset on occasion. Um, anyway, I've been listening to The Archers for three years, but recently went back 10 years to the beginning of the Rob story. It's all on YouTube. I think Tony Archer has some coercive control tendencies himself. Mega judgmental, quick to anger, doesn't communicate and always thinks he's the victim. Mm. I can see bits of that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a... Yeah. Anyway, I love your podcast. Thank you, Alice. You're very kind. I think there's a difference between a need for control that comes out of anxiety and a lot of people have that and a need for control because you enjoy being in control and bending people to your will uh, not not even necessarily enjoy being in control but you need to be in control mm, yeah uh, need to be in control for reasons other than yeah. that you're wor- you're worried about what will happen if you're yeah. if you if you're not yeah yeah i, yeah, I agree Right, now, talking about uh, Fabrice, as we were, we're now going to go over to Fabrice, and I don't know which one it is, because you're doing it. Uh, it is uh, Just Stop Ollie. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you will now hear Just Stop Ollie, chaps. 
tabard say, just stop Ollie? Does it? I got my brother to paint it. He's six, but he won the art prize at his prep school. Well, at least you've recruited a child to the cause. This is so annoying, Crispin. We haven't seen a car yet. Do you think we've glued ourselves to the wrong bit of road? Well, I thought the road to the Bridge Farm tea rooms might be quite busy, but no one's come by, have they? Well, Sergeant Burns did. Only because he was chasing a butterfly. Oh, look, here's someone. Just stop oil. <clears throat> Is there a problem here? Yeah, a problem with the planet. Just stop oil. Just stop Ollie. Um, no, oil. Yes, just stop oil, blah, blah. But could you move, please? I'm craving an avocado wrap. No, we're a roadblock. Yes, I know. I appreciate that. And more power to you. But not now, as I'm really hungry. And I've got to rebalance Sabrina Thwaites' chakras at two. They're all over the shop. Can't you walk? No, it's bloody miles. Look, I was like you once, young and idealistic. I had dreadlocks and a nose ring. Cultural appropriation? No, actually, because I was deeply committed to Bob Marley and also had green, red and yellow laces in my docks. And you can't get more multicultural than that. So I fully appreciate your efforts to stop the rape of Mother Earth. But just move out of the way so I can get back to the cafe. We can't. We're... Like, completely stuck? So you're planning on staying here all night, are you? What happens when you need a wee? I've already had one, actually, and it was fine. Have you? Where? Um, not really. How are you planning on getting unstuck? In my day, they used to use warm, soapy water and a spatula. Christ, what do they do with those? Sooner or later, we'll cause so much disruption, they'll have to come and free us. I doubt it. The last time I saw harassment, he was singing a song about daisies on the green. Nope, I'd say you're stuck here. If Stella comes along in the nudist drill, she'll just flatten you as she can't see over the top of that thing. Other than that, I'd say you're screwed. So, there's nothing for it. I'm just going to have to turn round and go to the shop instead. Honestly, rookie mistake, guys. Mia, what are you doing? Is it yoga? No, I'm trying to rub my nose on the tarmac. It's dead itchy. Well, I can scratch it for you. How can you? You're glued. No, but look. Ta-da! Only with Pritch stick. I couldn't find the super glue. Where does it itch? So, all this time we've sat here, you could have moved your hands? You weed your pants, Crispin! Yup. Crispin? It feels like you're just not dedicated to the planet. As you can move, can you go to the tea room and get me a vegan carob muffin and an oat milk latte? Sure. What if they haven't got that? Can of Coke and a Morris bar? Thank you. Jeffrey Jones... Thomas and Harriet <laughs> Carmichael. Yes, the, the, they were both excellent. Weren't they were, they? weren't they? Yeah. Personally, I thought the writing was, as always, overlooked. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree with the writing is overlooked. It really is. It never gets a credit. But it's, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, without the writing, where would we be? 
Uh, I Quiet. don't think the listeners were aware that my middle name was John before. Uh, oh. Before just now. Should and, I give uh, them your mother's maiden name and also <laughs> right. the and name my, of your first pet, yes, just in yes, case anybody fancies raiding your bank phone account. number from when I lived in, in mm. Yorkshire. Was it? Um, no, so uh, you can imagine how much fun it was for me at school, um, bearing in mind that my surname is Thomas oh. uh, and that my middle name is John. Yeah. Uh, as is the case for my brother and my father and my grandfather. Um, we're all named after my great-grandfather, who actually wasn't called John at all. Uh, he was called uh, William. Well, then uh, you weren't known named as, after him, He was you? called as... No, we, we kind of were. Okay. Uh, his name was William, but he was known as Jack. Uh, right. And then um, uh, the rest of us became John Thomases as a result of that. So. <laughs> that says a great deal about Thanks, great-granddad. Yeah. Yes. Um, right, now... We uh, oh now we have to do this week's what the hell is happening here? Do I uh, no, hang on before mm. we do this? Do I need to do an impression? No, no, because okay. we've got a Clary one. All right, good. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? Silence in the stream. That is what we are. Nothing to I got off to a shaky start. Oh, you're so warmed up, though, didn't he, Fallon? Yeah, yeah, you, you weren't bad at all. Not oh. bad. <laughs> that really was good. Mm. I hope I never have to hear it again, though. That makes me uncomfortable. Was that, was that Jolene? Yeah, Jolene and Fallon and Harassment. I mean, I think I don't even need to say that I have no idea what the hell was happening here. No, but, me um, neither. There was... So they, they can both sing, my goodness. Yes. Uh, and their voices blend very nicely as well. Mm. But something funny going on there. Why? Be- it was... That was... I, I was thinking about it as we were going along, and I, I'm not musical enough to be able to identify exactly what it was. But there was... So the, the emphasis was on the first and third beats of the bar there. But the... Dolly Parton. Um, yes, Dolly Parton, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, it was. It was off. It was. Yeah. It was slightly syncopated or offbeat or something. Yeah, there but was they something... slightly sped it up, presumably because they couldn't. It's much slower than that. Normally. It was all on the beat. Yeah, there, and I don't think there's yeah. I'm, somebody who's musical will be able Mad to explain Rodriguez this. Pain. Yes, for instance, um, will be able to explain what the difference was. But there was something. Yeah funny about that cover version there despite the fact that the voices were very nice and they did and it really must have been before Helen and Helen and Farrisman were together because oh really they were speaking to each other in a slightly more formal way well perhaps that was the perhaps that was the start of it yeah well no because the start of it was him arresting her or cautioning her and then arresting her dad was he cautioning her for being gorgeous for being a vixen mm. no he was cautioning her for, ooh, I think it was D&D, actually. D&D? 
Yeah. She was cautioning her for Dungeons and Dragons. For drunken disorderly. Oh, drunken disorderly. Something like that. That does make more sense. Mm. Yes. Uh, And then he arrested her father. I have met a few people down the years who should have been arrested for Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Large men in... (laughs) Large hairy men in (laughs) ill-fitting (laughs) T-shirts. But enough about me. (laughs) Let's talk about the Dungeons and Dragons guys. (laughs) Um, um, it's okay, but uh, yes, but quite what they why they were singing, I don't know. It'll have been some sort of show, won't it? Mm. Yeah, and what else could it be? No idea, don't know, don't know. It's got to have been some sort of show, um, uh, and presumably, then, uh, uh, oh, how long, how long has Jolene had the pub? Oh, god, I don't know that either. You always ask me. Lots of questions that I never Do you know, you say you've listened to The Archers for years, Lucy, but honestly, <laughs> I have my doubts sometimes. I've just got a book. I've never heard it. <laughs> mm. I do have a book, and it's a smashing book, and I wrote to say thank you this week for my smashing book. You are a good boy. It, it really is. It's, yeah. a, it's a bloody brilliant book. Mm. It's, it is, admittedly, about 40 years out of date now, but for the old stuff, it's mm. bang on. And yeah. it's really, it's actually... I mean, you can see a lot of it hasn't been written by the people yeah. who, who are on the cover, you know. Yeah. And in fact, yes. it's quite explicitly stated where it's not written by them, and yeah. it is a lot. Nonetheless, it is a cracking. It's a cracking book. What's it called? Oh, it's downstairs, and I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I, I can't know. I don't know. The book of the archers, or the book. But it's written by yeah. uh, Brian and yeah, uh, Trevor Harrison and Charles Collingwood, and was it? Patricia. No, there's two women, Green. I think. Hedley. Oh, uh, Hedley Nicholas. Hedley Nicholas, right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Having said that, please don't remember the book and I can't remember <laughs> anything about it. But it's, it's um, I'm more interested in what's inside than what's on the cover. But it's brilliant. Um, right, this week's Matt. Matt. Um, I know I'd say this is my favourite, but this is. They're always, they're always my favourite. Um. This, he said uh, he has uh, picked this one. It's an Archer's version of Dueling Banjos. <gasps> and he said... The I theme... lo- Dueling Banjos makes me blub. Oh. I'm serious. Okay, no. Well, most things make you blub, so I'm going to no, believe you. The theme of Dueling Banjos came to me thinking that there are a lot of one-to-one disagreements in the Archers over the last week, especially Georgie versus Hannah. Georgie versus his entire family, especially Emma. Emma versus Hannah. Helen versus Rob. There are surely more. Uh, And also, there's something quite dueling banjos about the whole, you know, that's how he feels, that's how he feels his family are seen. That kind of... As as cross-eyed inbreds. (laughs) No? No, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Have I misjudged that? Right, shall I play it? It's really yes. good. It starts off slow and then it suddenly roars well, into life it. and it's that's, slightly that's how, alarm. How the right. original works, of course. I'm going to do it now. Ding, ding, ding.
bravo. Bravo, Matt Rajiv gets paid. That what? made me laugh and also be a bit frightened at yes. the same time. <laughs> magic. Absolute magic. <coughs> we are very, very lucky to I have know. one of those every you really week. Are. They are absolutely sensational. Right. John Thomas. Yes. We need to... Uh, Do I need to say some red-coloured words? Oh, you can if you like, but no one cares. Everyone skips um, this bit. If you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at very, very high subscription levels. <laughs> and also lower ones, if you like. Oh, and also please vote for us in the oh. Listener Awards. Oh, yes. Podcast awards. So I, I, um, I uh, uploaded the details of uh, to the link. You still have to... I, I posted a link on, on uh, Twitter, on the Ambridge on the Couch account uh, a few days ago. You have to go to the website. You have to search for us, and you have to type in the whole of Ambridge, because Ambridge or even Ambridge, for whatever reason, won't find us. Ugh. But if you type in the whole of Ambridge, the whole word Ambridge, then we will suddenly pop up. Hey. Um, and then uh, it's a bit of a faff, honestly. You do have to. No, I mean, God. <laughs> I mean, why don't they just? Seriously, you have to click on it and then you have to go to your email and click on it. Uh, well, it's to stop people spamming it's exactly, it. Exactly, it is. You, it, you have it? to confirm that it's really, really yes. you that wants to vote for us. Yes, this isn't a by election, you know. This is important. Yes. Awards, yes. <laughs> Please take your, um, your legitimate uh, voter ID with you when yeah. you go to the polling booth. Yes. Um, so yes, please vote for us in that. You can go. There's a link on the Twitter page. Otherwise, you just look. I think it's the British Podcast Awards. Um, and if you type in Ambridge, you will. And find it's the us listeners' choice. Thing. Listeners' choice. Exactly. Yes. And and if we and if we do get uh, if we get nominated or whatever, we end up going having being able to go. Then you're all invited. Yes, everybody. Yes. Yes, and you'd all get um, twelve mugs each. Courtesy yes. of Harriet, who's not yes. here, so I can say that. <laughs> Absolutely, I promise. What the hell we like at this point? She'll go banana. And then Harriet is going to come round to each of your houses and in cook you tea. Per, yes, cook you tea uh, and give you a foot massage. Yeah, yeah. If you vote and we win, dressed as an elf. <laughs> what a thought! <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, you can uh, you can support us. What I meant to say was you can support us at any subscription level. You can find us on Facebook. On Twitter at at on Ambridge. Febreze is at fabulous Febreze, or you can email us at Ambridge on the couch at gmail.com. That is Ambridge on the couch at gmail.com. Yes. And I was going to say something else now. Oh, what are your predictions for next week then, Mr. T? At what? You couldn't give me some warning on this? No. This is this is this is ad hoc, extempore. Come on, Georgie's gonna get on the wrong side of. Uh, who can you get on the wrong side of? Uh, gonna get on the wrong side of Rob Titchener, who will sort him out with a snooker ball in a sock. Smashing. Um, Fallon is gonna set fire to the Bridge Farm Tea Rooms. <laughs> And uh, Stella and Pip will get married. I think that uh, Georgie is going to attack Hannah. Uh, or try and frighten her don't. in some way. Because he's going to see her as the cause of the problems. And he's going to need to... He thinks he, 
he thinks that she's got the control of the situation and he's going to want to get that control back again. Oh, Emma's making that worse, isn't she? And that, yeah. And, uh, and he's going to... Oh, can we not, please? It. Well, I'm not doing it, am I? I'm just well, reading no, the rules. No, I mean, but I'd rather have my predictions then. I know. No, I like yours especially. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, that in Revenge, um, Fallon should make goat curry and just put it on the menu at Bridge Farm and not tell anybody <laughs> she's done it. And then when they complain, just say, right, I'm off to the EV charging station. Forward! And then leave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we're going out with another burst of dueling Ambridge. Ready? Um, yes, absolutely. Okay, saddle up your whatever it is you need to saddle up. Shucky down and slop the chickens. You. Okay. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.